And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. This morning, though, just for a few minutes, I want to speak to you on the topic, God placed him in time out. Turn to your neighbor, to your left and right, and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't let God put you in time out. Uh, if you would please take God's word and turn to Acts chapter 9, and let's read one verse. Acts chapter 9, verse 9. Praise the Lord. Amen. When you get it, say, I have it. Amen. Verse 9 from Acts chapter 9 reads, And he, he is referring to Saul, and he was three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. I know you're aware of the story. Saul was on his way. He got letters of extradition, amen, from the high priest, on his way to Damascus to capture Christians and extradite them to Jerusalem for punishment. Amen? But he had an encounter. Praise the Lord. Jesus showed up. How many of you thank God for Jesus? Says, let me tell you, don't you be afraid of the enemy and what he can do and what he cannot do. We are God's property. We just sung, we just sung, my life is not my own. Amen. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself away. Anybody give themselves away to Jesus? Hallelujah. So people who gave themselves away, Paul was attacking. And Jesus said, I'm not having it. I had enough. Amen. Jesus appeared with blinding light. Light that's brighter than the sun. Mm -hmm. Knocked off his horse. Fell to the ground. Stood up. Opened his eyes but no sight. And that's where we are. Amen. So here he is. Three days and three nights in the house of Judas in Damascus. Amen. Three days and three nights, and he's thinking. Since you see, sometimes we need to sit down and think over our lives before we take the next step. Amen. Most times we just keep running and running and doing and doing without stopping to reconsider until God places us in time out because he has an assignment for us to accomplish. When God puts you and I in time out, it's not because of bad intentions no he never have god never has a malicious intention it's always for our good so here god placed the apostle well he was not an apostle as yet he was saul he placed saul in time out you know how time out is when your teacher put you in time out when your kids put you in time out when emmanuel sorry when you put your kids in time out oh jeez when emmanuel was three four we did that amen we placed him in time out Mm -hmm. But sooner or later, I found out timeout wasn't working. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sometimes they look, 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 I found out they look forward to timeout. Anyhow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here, Saul is in the house of Judas in Damascus. And listen, since the process of stripping him from his arrogant self-righteousness began. You see, that's what timeout does. The Lord's timeout. The process of stripping him from his self-arrogance began. 
He's blind. He's lost his appetite. How many of you would have lost your, your appetite? Lost your sight. Lost your appetite. Amen. Cut off from the outside world and without anyone to ease his soul suffering. All that was left was a sinner in the dust. And sometimes that's how we have to get. A sinner in the dust. Cut off from the world. You only have to deal with God now. He's been after you for years. And you've been running. Mm -hmm, making excuses. Now he showed up. And you have no choice but to sit down and listen to the Lord. Because you are now in a state of paralysis. Or you are now in time out. Can somebody say time out? <laughs> you know, I'm reminded, before I go further, I'm reminded of another servant of the Lord who was placed in time out three days and three nights. You remember Jonah? The famous story of Jonah and the whale. Jonah was reluctant to go to preach to Nineveh. You remember? Because the Ninevites were descendants of the Assyrians. And Assyria, Old Testament history reveals that the Assyrians were, were one of Israel's arched enemy. They enslaved Israel. Amen. They destroyed Israel. And Jonah knew that. And Jonah hated the Assyrians with a passion. Because they destroyed his people. Uh-huh. <laughs> he dis he, he, <laughs> he disgusted them. and Sorry, he hated them immensely. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. For God so loved whom? The world. You and I may have our issue with people, but God doesn't. And so God told Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh because the cry came. So God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. Jonah left, went to Miami, jumped on the, on the carnival and headed for the Caribbean. <laughs> Away from the Lord's presence. <laughs> Can you go to Jonah chapter 1 quickly? Jonah chapter 1, verse. Let's read 1 and 2 quickly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You got it? It says here, and now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Mm -hmm. What did Jonah do? Verse 3. He, rose, he did rise up though. But instead of going to... <laughs> instead of going to Nineveh. Because he did not want to do what the Lord told him. Saints, because sometimes we have our own... Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Can I tell you this? I was reading some, uh, what some historians write. Some, some Bible scholars. And they said most... Christians who re, most Christians retreat from committing fully to church activities because they have they want their own way. Yes, yeah, they said most most of us we don't engage as we should because we have our we want our own way and we cannot get our own way. We don't engage like Jonah. He he wants his own way. God, don't do this because I don't want it to happen because I don't like them. He wants his own thing, but God is a good God. Amen. God has everybody on mind. You want me, and God wants everybody saved. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. And God had Nineveh on his heart. 
Can somebody say, time out for three days? Let's see what the Lord did. Verse 17, Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. It says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish, how many days? And three nights. Saul, in Judas' house in Damascus, three days and three nights. In time out. Mm-hmm. You see, Saul, God had attempted to reach Saul over and over and over. Saul heard Stephen's preaching. And instead of, he was convicted, instead of getting saved, he got enraged. And that's what happens sometimes when God has made numerous attempts to get our attention. Let me ask you, what does it take for God to get your attention? Our attention. What does it take? You... You feel the prompting of God. You know God is telling you to do more. Not only is he telling us to do more. He's saying, he's saying do it better. Commit, engage. How long? Are we going to sit by and ignore the promptings of God? Listen to me. Time out may be on the way. Time out for you. Time out for me. You know I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Dr. Pia, the Lord has been putting some things on my heart for, for months now. And I think, why am I sharing that with you? That, that was for me, but I just thought I would pass it on. <laughs> Amen. On my heart for the long, do this, do that. Mr. Grover. And I'm saying, Lord, give me one more day. Give me one. I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off. How many times we put off things God has told us to? Amen. Too many times. Too many times. Since, hear me, hear me. We are in May. This is the fifth month. In two months will be July. And then we have six more months. The year is almost done. Think about it. The year is almost done. At the start of January, many of us said, we are going to do this for the Lord. We are going to commit. We are going to do whatever we are doing better. We're going to engage for the Lord. We're going to pursue the Lord. We have a course. Look, the plan that you wrote down, start, start ex executing it. Amen. Start executing the plan that you wrote down. Go back to the shelf and pick it up. Listen to me, saints. Jesus is on his way. Can I say it one more time? Jesus is on his way. He stopped on Pluto to gossip. Elder, he's on his way. You can see the signs of the time. Amen. So, so the Bible says here, um, uh, Jonah, three nights and three days in the belly of the will, he began speaking to God. Amen. Can you go to, uh, have we read verse 2? Jonah chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. And we'll move back to Acts chapter 9. Jonah chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 reads, Then Jonah prayed. What did he do? Saul was praying. Just like Jonah is praying because he was in time out. Saul was in timeout without sight in Judas' house in Damascus. Jonah is in timeout in, look where, in a fish's belly. Praying to the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly. Verse 2 says, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And the Lord did what? He heard me out of the belly of of what? Of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. He called the belly of the fish hell, because it's not, it's not nice being in there. 
God knows what else was in there. Let me tell somebody, can you say dark, stinky, lots of weed. But look, look, look at God's protection. He was, still, he was still able to breathe. He was able to breathe, amen? Isn't God a wonderful God? And after three days, the fish spew him out on dry ground. God is in charge, brothers and sisters. He's our resurrected Lord. Can you give the Lord a hand of praise? Hallelujah. For his grace and his mercy. His grace and his mercy. Yes, I, I came to tell you, he may put you in time out. But God is a God who answers prayer. If God hears you praying, he'll send somebody. He'll send help. Saul is praying in Damascus, no sight. And God is talking to Ananias about Paul's deliverance. Jonah is in the fish's belly crying. And God has commanded the fish. Look, you got two more nights with my servant. After that, you're going to spew him out. Because he learned his lesson. He's been in time out long enough. Let me ask you, have you been in time out? <laughs> if you are, continue praying. Amen. Don't you get, don't, look, don't, being in time out is not the time to get an attitude. <laughs> because you need help. You need the Lord's help. It's time to pray. It's not time to get an attitude. Uh, God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. <laughs> so, so here is Paul, Saul, in the house of Judas, in Damascus, in complete darkness. Can you, can you, can you see him? Can you see him in your mind's eye by himself in a room? It's dark. Yeah, yeah. Not known. Cut off from the world. And here's what I think is going through his mind. And I'll use scripture to confirm it. Here's what I think is going through, in, through his mind. He left Jerusalem in a rage to destroy Christianity. But entered in Damascus blind and speechless. A sight of complete hum humiliation. He's, he's thinking. He went to capture Christians. But was ultimately taken into custody by Christ. Yeah, he's, he's thinking. He's thinking. He, he set out on his journey with the intention of eradicating the gospel of Christ. But at the conclusion of it. He was committed to spreading that message to the ends of the world. Lastly, he's thinking, he went from being a tormentor to the one being tormented. And he's thinking, how did that happen to me? My entire perspective has changed. My beliefs, they've altered. What is happening? Saul, you're in time out. That's what's going on. You're in time out. He found out that Jesus is the son of God, the Messiah. And he was not just a Nazarene babbler. He found out that Jesus was Lord. I have a question to ask you quickly. Just quickly. I asked it already, but let me ask it again. What will it take for Jesus to get your attention? What will it take? Hmm? What will it take? When will you start doing what the Lord has told you to do? Look, why don't you put a plan in place to execute what the Lord has laid on your heart? Hmm? Pursue that project. 
pursue that sp- the spiritual growth that you said you, would, you were going to do. Volunteer more at the church. Whatever it is, saints. Why don't you put a plan, in, a plan in place and execute? 2023 is almost out. Stop fighting the promptings of the Lord. Amen? Stop fighting the promptings of the Lord. Listen, sometimes some people allow themselves. I, I was meditating because after you've prepared, it's good to go and read what other people said. Amen? Because God speaks to a lot of people. But every scholarly material I read was about God meeting, coming to Saul because uh, Saul had such a calling on his life. He said, God, I know, amen, this man was special. But is there something else I'm not seeing? And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, he said sometimes some people allow themselves to go so far in sin, Jesus himself has to come get them. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus himself had to show up. Yeah, yes, I know Saul. We thank God for him. He was called, he was called the apostle of the Gentiles. But Saul had allowed himself to go so far from God. Murdering Christians. Nobody could bring Saul back but Jesus Christ. Hmm. <laughs> He is the only one who could hear Saul's secret cry. Amen from his soul. Saul was convinced that the only way to cleanse Christians from Jerusalem was to, Christianity from Jerusalem was to keep killing Christians. Only Jesus could stop Saul. Thank you, Jesus. Now, like Jonah, I think Paul spent three days and three nights communicating with the Lord. I'll tell you. I read what Paul told King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26. And there is nothing like that that was said to us. Amen. In Acts chapter 9 when the Lord encountered Saul. Listen to what Saul told King Agrippa. But as you read, I want you to see it wasn't what Saul said happened on the road to Damascus. So what Saul is communicating to King, King Agrippa is what God told him while he was talking to Jesus three days and three nights. Listen to what the Lord told Saul three days and three nights in the house of Judas. Can you go to Acts chapter 26, verse 15 to 18? Quickly. And brothers and sisters, I'm going through it because it's a a call to every Christian. Every Christian, in the sound of my voice, this is a call for you. You got Acts chapter 15, sorry, 26, 15, it reads. And I said, he's talking to King Agrippa, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. This is what, verse 16 to 18 is what happened. What Jesus told Saul was he, while he was in time out in Judas's house. He said, but rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared unto you for this purpose. Did Jesus tell him that on the road to Damascus? No. When Jesus, what happened was Jesus showed up, Paul fell. Lost his sight. Who are you, Lord? Jesus. What do you want me to do? Go down to Damascus. You'll be told what to do. That's it. Here, he's telling us a little more. Where? In Judas's house. Blind. Mm-hmm. And he continued. He said, Jesus said, rise upon your feet. He's fasting. For I have, a, I have appeared unto you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness both of these 
things which thou hast seen. Mm -hmm. And of those things in which I will appear unto you. Verse 17. Delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Now, God, God was telling him, look, I, I just delivered you. You don't even know that. You, you, you had gone so far. I was your only way back home. Listen, listen to verse 15, 18. He said, I called you and that's for every Christian. If you're here today, I wanted to go through, through this to remind you of why you got saved. You got saved so to open the eyes of the Gentiles and to turn them from darkness to light. We are to what? We are to, not only that, but we are to turn them from the power of Satan unto God. Since that's what we are supposed to do. That's why the Bible says we are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. What else did the Bible says we are supposed to do? Uh, 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 to, to what? To receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. Four things you and I are called to do. Let's go very quickly. I'm, I'm rushing because we have communion. To open their eyes. You and I have a responsibility. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. These people in the world, they are blinded by the devil. The God of this world hath blinded their eyes. Can you go to Ephesians chapter 2? Is it 2-6? Oh, I think is it, is it 2-2? Two, two? It, it, oh, or not. Sorry about that. I, I may have made a mistake. Sorry, second. No? I think it's 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4. sorry. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Let's see what the Bible says. The devil has done to the people in the world. Amen. And that's why you and I, we cannot get into any type of hard uh, discussion, you know, heated discussion with unbelievers because they are blinded. The Bible says, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which, are, which believe not. They are walking zombies. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How is the light, the glorious gospel of Christ, going to shine unto them? How is it? Through us. When you come, light comes. Or not. When you show up, when I show up, light show up. Since, hear me, hear me carefully, hear me carefully. I'll bring this to an end in a while, but I need us to understand what's happening. We have a responsibility to be light in darkness. We have a responsibility, amen, to ensure that the devil stop blinding the minds of these people. They don't, they, 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 they don't have a choice. And they think they are right. We have a responsibility to do that. Mm -hmm. We do have what? A responsibility. Until we show up, no, there is no change. Until you and I show up, there is no change. So don't you sell yourself short. God is depending on you. Let me say that again. God is doing what? Depending on you. At work, at school, God is depending on you to rescue these people from the power of darkness. I know we got issues. I know we got challenges. I know out there you got to earn a living. But don't you ever forget that God is depending on you. Don't you ever forget that God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. To release these people from the power of darkness. 
Amen. Not only that, the Bible says you and I, not only that, we are to open their eyes uh, because light comes, but we are also to do what? Verse 18, we are to what? To ensure that they receive forgiveness. Amen. To ensure they do what? Receive forgiveness because until you show up and they pray the sinner's prayer, there's no forgiveness given. Until you show up and they pray the sinner's prayer, no forgiveness. And the last one is to give them an eternal inheritance. Praise the Lord. An eternal inheritance. To give them a stake in eternity. What a blessing. What a blessing. Amen. So they can experience eternal life. That's what it is. Eternal. To give them eternal inheritances so they can experience eternal life. And I'm, when I say eternal life, I'm talking about life for real. Not just existing. This, but life with a purpose. You begin to live now. Your life has meaning. You get up and wake up with a purpose. You have a goal in mind. You know why you are breathing. Some forget just breathe in the ear. What's going on? <laughs> I was told there are three types of people in this world. Those that ask, what's going on? Or, or, or what's happening? Those who know what's happening. And those who, are, those who ask, what happened? <laughs> Saul is in Judas' house. Notice what the Lord, the Lord spoke to a simple man. A simple man. His name was Ananias. Ananias means gift of God. Ananias means what? Simple man. The Bible says, notice how the Bible described Ananias. The Bible said Ananias was a disciple. What a blessing. Not a prophet. Not an apostle. Not a pastor. Can you go to verse, back to our text? If he, um, Acts chapter 9. Is it verse, uh, verse 10? Yeah, quickly, verse 10. Notice what the Bible said. So Saul is in Judas's house. He has a dream. Yesterday, God spoke to him through a dream. Yesterday in, in our men's ministry, um, Mr., Mr. China spoke about dreams. That's how God speaks to us. He didn't know I was going to talk about that today. Amen. So God spoke to him in a dream. And God spoke to Saul in a dream. Amen. Notice what the Bible said about Ananias. And there was a certain disciple at where? In Damascus. A certain disciple. What was his name? Can you say just a certain disciple? Nothing big about him. But this is what's important about Ananias. Which I want to bring to your attention. He was available. Let me ask you. Are you available? Because God needs people who are available to serve in the kingdom. Just a simple man, Ananias, a gift from God. Can you be considered a gift from God to somebody? Ananias means what? A gift of God. Or God has given. And here you see God is using him as a gift to bless Saul. Because God is looking for somebody who is available. Amen. To go over to Saul. To, so Saul can accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. Because we said until you and I come, nobody is accepting Christ. So here the gift of God is on the way to be a blessing to somebody. And my question to us this morning since, can God consider you, consider me a blessing to somebody? 
this week, can God consider you a blessing to somebody? Somebody who needs to hear the gospel. Somebody's looking for an answer. And so the Bible says, just Ananias, just uh, um, uh, uh, a simple man, a, a, a disciple, and said to him, what did God say to him? In a dream, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. He said what? <laughs> he said, I'm what? I'm available. I'm here, Lord. I'm available. My schedule is not that busy. Uh-huh. Glory be to My schedule is not that packed. I don't have meetings all day after work. No, I didn't, I didn't say during work, after work. You know, some of... <laughs> when I got serious with God, when I got... When I, <laughs> when I found out that everything I'm doing in the earth, if it's not to promote the name of Jesus, it's a waste of time. When the thought hit me, I said, oh my, I cut out every meeting. I cut out, I had to, I'm not telling you to do that. That's your conviction. I'm just telling you what I did. I no longer hung out with the boys. I didn't have time. I spent time to get myself ready to be a disciple. So I can be used by God. The Bible said, and he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Continue quickly because I'm bringing it to an end. I'm here, Lord. Uh-huh. Notice what the Lord said to him. The Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street, which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. What was Saul doing? And the Lord didn't tell Ananias. Notice what the Lord said to him. And listen to what Ananias See what the Lord said to Ananias. He said, go into the street which is called straight and inquire into the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Can you go to verse 12 quickly? Listen to what. And have seen in a vision a man named Ananias. Saul saw Ananias coming. Now what Ananias got was what we call a word of knowledge. Remember, there are nine gifts in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Sorry. Nine gifts, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, amen? So we see that's a word of knowledge right here. He got, guess what? Who got the word of knowledge? A simple disciple. It wasn't somebody who, it wasn't a spiritual leader. That, that's my point. My point is, the, the person who was available got the word of knowledge. He was what? Available. And he got the word of knowledge. He wasn't too busy to do the Lord's business. And since that's the point I'm trying to make. In a vision and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Verse 13, I'm about to end. Verse 13, then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of these men. How much evil he hath done to, the, to your saints in Jerusalem. Ananias said, it's well known why he's here. And then Ananias answered, Lord, can you go to verse 14? 14. And here... He hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your name. He was sent here with a purpose. And I know that. You're asking me. Now, you, you, this, is what I love, this is what I love about God. God gives you the opportunity to express yourself. Amen. So God allowed him to express himself. But he's a disciple and notice what he's going to do. That's why it's good to be a disciple. Because after disciples talk, they know Jesus is Lord. Yeah, yeah. They will do what thus saith the Lord. Uh huh. And here have it. Can you go to verse 15 quickly? Verse 15 says, 
But the Lord said unto him, go your way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me. God told Ananias, Saul is what? Unto me. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Verse 16, I want to show you something here. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And he's talking to Ananias about Saul. Amen. Ananias went his way. What did Ananias do? He said, yes, Lord, I will do whatever you say. Because I'm a disciple. He, and Ananias went his way and entered into the, into the house. And putting his hands on Saul, said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus. Who? who, who, who? The Lord Jesus. Even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest hath sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. L listen, did Ananias tell Saul everything Jesus told him? <laughs> I'm about to make a point here. When God gives you a word of knowledge, most times it's not just to spew it out. Ananias didn't come in the house and say, So thus saith the Lord and Son, yeah, 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 what? Uh, many times, uh, this is why I know, this is how it that hit me. Many times I'm preaching, I would pass by somebody and God would tell me something. I can say, Thus saith the Lord, yeah, 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 but I know what God told me is to pray for that person. It's not to tell them necessarily. So everybody can say, Ooh, he has the gift, he has the gift. Sometimes I do it. But most of the time it's to pray for that person. And then I never told Saul anything except that God sent him so he can get his eyesight. But he had all that information about Saul so he could pray for the man. For God to deliver him. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? The word of knowledge most of them is for you to pray on behalf of somebody. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very, very important. Because sometimes what God may tell you about that person, they don't even know as yet. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had my, I, I know spiritual leaders who have the gift. And they would go and say, did the Lord tell you about this? The person said, no. Well, well the Lord hasn't told them because the Lord told you so you could pray for them. Not to tell them in public. Are you with me, saints? There is timing for everything. Very, very, very important. The man went and told him, and the Bible says the scale fell from Saul's eye. Immediately. Isn't that a blessing? Why did that happen? Because Ananias was available. And I'm asking you since, are you available? Are you available for the Lord to use you? What would it take for God to reach to you? Fight against comfort. Let me say it again. Fight against what? Fight against it. Just want to be easy and relaxed. There's, there's a time for that, but, but it's late. And I know sometimes the body's tired. I know that. Yesterday afternoon, I was on the sofa like a rock. I'm talking about tired. Tired. But I knew. I had to finish my sermon for tomorrow morning. Yeah, so after two hours, I said, body, that's it. <laughs> after a while, that, that's it. It's over. We got to go to the gym 
get my mind sharp and alert so I could read to study. Yeah, there is a time for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we have to sit back and focus and think. Don't allow God to put you in that position. Do it. Because if not, we'll end up in time out. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.